Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 1999 film Girl Interrupted raises um, a lot of um, attention on various mental health issues. Uh, joining us today to talk about many of the topics addressed in the film is Paris Prinkovich, Crooked Illness Podcast. Uh, Paris, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Of course, Brian, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to get into this conversation with you and yeah, let's do it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, um, I do want to mention a couple resources up, up front. I know there are a couple different crisis text lines available. If you are needing to reach out today to anyone, there is a crisis text line in the U.S. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending on where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Uh, Amiris, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, now, you, um, your, your podcast, um, Crooked Illness, and I, I wanted to ask you, what, what does crooked illness mean? Where, where yeah. does that name... I love, I love that question. I love when I get that question. So the name crooked illness comes from my own story. So that is actually the reason why I decided to launch the podcast. So I launched crooked illness in February of 2020. And the meaning of crooked illness has two different perspectives because I actually got the title for the podcast from the book that I'm working on. So it comes from that story that I was writing. Cause when I launched the podcast, you know, I, the focus of it is on mental health and mindset. So anything mental health related, anything mindset related that comes with the two is what I love to cover. You know, I love having guests on talking about their experiences, their work, their businesses related to that. Um, so really what it means is for me, you know, at 19 years old, I was actually hospitalized and I was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder. And that was a time in my life when I was just really, 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 really struggling, struggling a lot from inside the walls of that hospital, um, which was that time in my life at 19. And then at 23 years old, I graduated from school. And what I did was I actually ended up going back and accepting my first job at the very same clinic where I was a patient oh. at. Cool. So, very, very cool. I like that. So yeah, so it was, it kind of allowed me to see things from both perspectives. So I call them, you know, the patient view and then the employee view, right? So someone who, you know, was in the system really, really struggling, just trying to figure out how to uh, navigate, move forward, overcome stigma, all of these things. And then to be on the other side, you know, working and really serving people who have, you know, struggled in ways um, similar to myself. So I got the name crooked illness to mean crooked, of course, you know, when you think about something that's crooked, you know, it's not always straight, right? There's sometimes jagged edges, you know, sometimes you don't know what, what direction, you know, you're going to go or not, but that's kind of how I look at mental health, right? So what I mean by that is you can't just hand someone a direct, like a guidebook and say, okay, you know, everybody in the world, you know, here's this one guide, follow this and everything will be, you know, 
great, solved everything, right? So it's different for everybody. So of course, you know, the illness part of it plays into mental health, mental illness. So me, you know, having that diagnosis of bipolar, I love having conversations with people, you know, who've also dealt with different things like depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia, you know, body image struggles, things like that. And just really hearing from their point of view and, you know, highlighting their story and like letting them tell me, you know, what kinds of things have you overcome and what was helpful to you in that and kind of getting that perspective. So crooked illness to me is really, you know, knowing that there is no clear path for always navigating all the struggles that we find, you know, that come up with our mental health, but there is definitely a hundred percent so many ways to do that. You know, so many resources, so many things on the internet, so many people we could surround ourselves with and just all like so many things we can do to really take care of our bodies, take care of our minds and all of these things. So, you know, it's just a great, a great community that I've created a great platform, you know, of course my podcast, but I really like to, you know, give more credit to the people that I have on the show because they're all just, you know, so amazing. And they all have, you know, such different stories, but they really kind of help open, you know, at least me, you know, have really helped open my eyes to more of the world of mental health and more of the ways that, you know, we can help make it better. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm very happy to have you on. And I hope you're okay with me mentioning this. But, but prior to going on mic, you were going and going and going like you're, you're going on. And, and, that's, and I mentioned that because there's often a, a tendency to get just very complacent and very, you know, this is the way it is kind of about things. And I don't get that feeling from you. That yeah. you're not you're not someone who looks at the way things are and goes, oh, okay. I don't get that that feeling talking with no, you. No, no, because I it's actually funny you say that because I definitely used to be that way. I definitely did. So when I was younger, you know, when I was really dealing with this and struggling with this, I was not being myself. I was hiding a lot of what I was dealing with and a lot of what I was going through. I didn't want to. I didn't feel comfortable talking about things. Right. So I remember, you know, going to therapy and counseling and, you know, actually being misdiagnosed. So at 16, I was diagnosed with depression. Right. So I was on, um, I had different medications I was on. Um, and I just really did feel very, very hopeless. I felt like, you know, nothing was going to make my situation better. I was always going to be, feel like I'm stuck and like I'm alone and like, I can't relate to people, but you know what I've learned, you know, since then. So, um, I know that I, it's funny cause this happened at 19, right? So the, I was hospitalized, the diagnosis, everything. Um, and then up until that point, but I really kind of now today, I really like to look at the world in a way of looking for solutions, right? So looking for solutions, because I feel like it's very easy to find the problems, you know, to find the things that aren't working, to find the things that are hurting us, that are making things hard. But I think the way to make that better and come out of that is to find solutions, right? Or ways to look at that and say, you know, although this is a really bad situation and it's not fun and it's like really scary, there's some lesson somewhere has to be some like I always try to look for that because I feel like I used to get so easily overwhelmed and I would feel like you know this is just you know dealing with this you know this diagnosis and you know c- coming out of you know the hospitalization I was there for two weeks 
Um, and I came home and I remember just being, I, I was just very afraid to tell people, you know, because I feel like that's a thing that not everyone goes around saying, you know, you, it's really weird to meet someone for the first time, shake their hand and be like, hi, you know, my name's Paris. And I was hospitalized and diagnosed bipolar. And I like to take walks uh, on the beach, you know, no, like no one really like does that. Right. So I feel like for me, I really struggled with overcoming that because I was so afraid of how people would, re would react, you know, if they were like, oh, like, you know, you were, you were diagnosed bipolar, you were in, you know, a, a, like a mental hospital, like what's going on, you know, are, are you okay? So I just had created this narrative in my head that was very negative and really dark. So I really had to work on that. You know, I really had to work on myself. I had to do a lot of you know, changes in my life. You know, I had to look at a lot of my habits, a lot of the places I was going, you know, where a lot of the environments that I was in, a lot of the people I was spending my time with and just really look at that and say, you know, are these things helping my mental health? Or are they hurting me? Are they making me feel worse or more sad or more stuck? And what can I do about that? So it was more about, you know, taking control of the situation and looking at the things that I can change, right? Rather than the things that have happened that I can't go back and change. Exactly. Yeah. Now you had mentioned bipolar one. And for those who might be listening, what what is because I know there's obviously the, the bipolar, what for those who might not be be aware of the difference, what it what is the distinction between the the bipolars? Yeah. So bipolar one and bipolar two. So my understanding, so with bipolar one is it's just the the manic state is more um, like you have a, a man, more pro predominant, uh, episode of being in a manic episode, right? So bipolar two, you also have, you know, those ups and downs, like periods of depression, you know, periods of, uh, mania, but with bipolar one, it's, it, it tends to be like more severe, right? So you have an episode, like the, the one that I was in, which actually, you know, causes you to, to really need to be, at least in my opinion, you know, I think that I needed to be, um, in, in the hospital at that time, because, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I don't remember, you know, that I don't have a uh, memory of and different things like that. But I know that I was really, really, really not doing well. And, you know, I remember kind of at the end before I was hospitalized, like trying to, you know, let people know this because I spent for so long trying to hide it. Right. And trying to, you know, pretend like everything's fine, you know, I'm okay. And all this stuff. Um, and I remember when I kind of started to bring this up, I remember with my psychiatrist, I was like, I don't, I'm like, I, I remember telling him, I was like, I think I might be bipolar. Cause my aunt, my mom's sister is right. Mm -hmm. So it's in my family history. And I, and I started, I know when you go to Google and like, look up things on Google, sometimes you can get in trouble. Cause you start to think like, oh my gosh, I have all these problems and all this stuff. But I was noticing that I had, you know, all of the symptoms, everything, you know, I would be. I went from having, you know, just no energy, just absolutely no energy, like no interest in anything, just very, very down. Like, it, like I just suicidal too. And when I went from that to a place where I just had so much energy, you know, I was working, you know, working two jobs in school, just going, 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 and just not being tired and just being so restless and just you know, very just like reckless with what I was doing. So I'm like, wow, you know, this is it. it and I, it was just weird because I was trying to figure out what was going on, but I felt like, because 
I wasn't honest about it at the time with people around me. No one knew, right? Because that's the way it is, right? No one's going to know what's going on with you unless you tell me, right? I can only make assumptions, right? I can only say, I can only assume and say, you know, this person probably isn't doing well, or this person, you know, probably has something going on, but I don't know that, you know, unless you say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this, or, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm not uh, doing well right now with this or whatever, unless you tell me that. So, and that's what I didn't do is I didn't uh, do that because I didn't want anyone to worry about me. Right. I didn't want them to be like, oh my gosh, you know what, you know, what's wrong with her? Like what's going on? And I also kind of wanted to really figure it out on my own. I really wanted to just be able to, um, you know, deal with this by myself. I was like, I have to, I'm like, there has to be a way to do this without, um, talking about it. But really that fear just held me back for so many years because it really just allowed me to end up just deteriorating my own mental health because it was just sitting there and I wasn't talking about it. I had, you know, a lot of unresolved trauma that, you know, I didn't, I just didn't talk about and it just really ate away at me. So, you know, that's really what I love um, sharing with people too. And just hearing their stories and like hearing, you know, what was helpful for you when you went through this, you know, what did you do to come out of that? So it's always very, I think, very interesting and like helpful to hear from other people. So that's why I love, you know, being here right now with you and having this conversation. <laughs> well, one thing I was wondering about is, um, in the movie Girl Interrupted, um, obviously there's a variety of, of characters. Obviously the, the win on a ride character is, is more or less the, the viewer's um, narrator in many ways, uh, but but the other the other characters as well. Do do, do you um, identify with or relate to um, a character more than than the others in the film? Like, is there one character that you sort of like follow follow their story more than the the others, or is it kind of just a little of each? Yeah. So I absolutely, I love that movie. So I, yeah. I, I thought that was really cool that you were, you know, make that comparison because yeah. I remember, you know, watching that. And I feel like for me, um, I feel like I have, you know, a little bit of, you know, Le- Lisa, right. So played by Angela and Jolie yeah. and then uh, Susanna Kaysen, which was Win- Winona Ryder. Right. So I feel like I have kind of you know, out of all the characters, like probably the, those two the most, yeah. but if I had to pick one, you know, I would definitely say, um, Susanna yeah. the most. Yeah. So, and I think that's because I feel like, um, you know, I just feel like for me, I, you know, I just didn't, I didn't, um, I just didn't really know how to express what was going on. And I didn't, I was very, I wasn't very hopeful. Right. So I was not very hopeful, um, for the future because I was, I had this, I just had a really clouded reality. So I would, the way I would look at everything was very negative, was very pessimistic, was very dark. Um, and I, I had to do a lot, I had to do a lot of work to come out of that, you know, cause it, it's not easy if you spend, you know, so long in your life a certain way. Right. And then you try to, you want to change it, but it's like, how do you do that? You know, this is the way I've always lived my life. Like, how am I going to, you know, make this transformation from, you know, thinking this way to being more hopeful, to being more, you know, um, excited for my future instead of being like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm always going to struggle 
with, you know, being bipolar or having, you know, this, this thing that's just hanging over my head that I'm going to be carrying with me forever, you know, instead of looking at it like that, um, there, there, there's a way to shift it. Right. So that's what I like to really, you know, talk to people about is, you know, just kind of make, making conversations about mental health, more exciting, right. More positive, because I feel like sometimes they can be, cause we, I feel like sometimes they can be more negative because we kind of focus on, you know, a lot of the issues. And I think that's great. I think that's really, really good because we, of course, you know, we need to focus on the issues and the problems to solve them. Right. So, um, that's a good thing too, but I feel like, you know, if we spend so much time, you know, worrying about, this thing, right? So whether it's like depression or, you know, being in a period of depression or struggling with being manic or, you know, whatever it is, if we put so much attention on that and really just feel like there's no way we can come out of it, then there is no way, right? Because we tell ourselves that. So the stories that we tell ourselves become reality. So if we spend so long saying, you know, well, you know, I've struggled with this for so long, you know, there's no way I can get better or there's no way yeah. I can move forward. And, and we tell ourselves that for, for day and day and day after day that it just becomes the way that it is. Right. So, you know, that's what I always like to do too, is just kind of like give hope back to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they, you know, if they know somebody who is struggling with something or if they are going through something and just to kind of let people know that, you know, we all have mental health, right? We all have brains, right? And minds. So of course it's going to be normal to have days where, you know, we don't feel hundred percent, you know, we're not happy. We're not excited where we are sad. We are going through a period of change, right? Or oh, and I, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy to hear you say that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but, but no, there, right. there is, there is that distinction um, between mm-hmm. mental health and, and mental illness. So I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that because yes. you're, you're correct. Everybody does have mental health that, without saying or you know it may not depending about you know your your favorite vibe but but i'm so happy to hear you say that because there there is that distinction yeah mental health and mental illness so absolutely and i think that's great because i feel like if you know if you are able to look at something right in a in a different way right in a in a brighter way or or a more positive light then i feel like it becomes more manageable because if we look at something where we start to say this is the way it is you know, it's stuck. And of course, like there are things that, you know, are like that at times. Right. And we can't always control everything. We can't always change everything, but what we can do is we can, you know, move forward from whatever happened in the past, potentially, if, if we feel like we are ready for that. And if we feel, you know, comfortable with that, but that's what I really like to, to do is to kind of just focus on more ways to make, make these conversations more, fun, right? Instead of so, you know, cause I feel like in the past for me, um, when I would always think about talking about my, my stuff, I would be so scared. I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to know this because they're going to judge me or they're going to think I'm weird or crazy or out of control or all these things. Um, and that's not really how it was, you know, that was what I thought would happen. But when I actually started to talk about this. And when I launched the podcast and when, you know, after, you know, being here with you, right. And being on other podcasts and like sharing my story, I feel like, you know, I've gained so much value in that because now I'm actually being myself, you know, I'm not hiding anymore. Like I'm not hiding, like, Oh, I, you know, I can't talk about this because, 
people are just not going to understand because usually, I mean, people do understand. I feel like, I mean, people have, I mean, even if they don't, you know, even if they don't a hundred percent know what you're talking about, right. Or know where you're coming from, um, more chances than not, they're not just going to like shut you out or be like, you're yeah, yeah. here, you know, get away from me. But I feel like, you know, people are more accept- like accepting and like yeah. more understanding because I feel like more people are having conversations now about this, right. About, you know, people who are actually dealing with it. Right. So people who, who have been diagnosed bipolar, people who have been diagnosed schizophrenia, like, what is that like? And I think it's very interesting to like hear people like that talk about their experiences because then it helps me. And I feel like everyone else understand it, you know, understand, you know, maybe, you know, how, how come this happens or, you know, why do you, um, act like this or behave like this or think like this? It just helps people understand better and connect with you. So I feel like these conversations are really good because when we don't understand something, um, at least in my case, you know, when I don't understand something, I want to learn more about it, or I want to, you know, understand it better. Um, but sometimes when we don't understand things, I feel like it makes us afraid, right? Cause we don't know, uh, you know, what could come about what that's like, or, you know, sometimes, yeah. Exactly. So. And, and there's so much that you're talking about that, that I know resonates with so many people listening today. I know a lot of what you're talking about just resonates with me. Um, and undoubtedly, I would imagine many people listening as, as well, because you're right, there is, uh, and we, we mentioned some of this uh, prior to, to recording, there's almost like a, a, a sentiment of like, you know, the, the way things are, you know, that's, how they're going to be forever and that's not that's not true that's just one fixed you know temporary moment in time and yeah. that's something you know where you know what i mean it, it, it's like that it, that's even just a few minutes ago i would i would imagine who's ever listening however you felt what 10 minutes ago 15 minutes ago i would imagine and i could be wrong i could be wrong but i would imagine many people listening I would imagine that many of them feel better now at this moment in time, rather than, you know what I mean? Does, does that make yeah. sense? I mean, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Cause I feel like, you know, I feel like it's, it, it makes me feel better. Right. When I hear someone tell me their story and you hear some, you know, cause I've, I've had people come on my show and it's just amazing to see just the transformation in their life. You know, I, I remember having, you know, a really great guest and he was talking to me and he was telling me, you know, how he went from being homeless and real addicted to drugs and struggling with depression and going through that time and then actually coming out of that and then creating his own rehabilitation center and then selling the rehabilitation center. Oh. And now, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so cool to me because I feel like those hearing things like that always makes me feel better because it gives me more hope, right? That, that anyone struggling, anybody, anybody, anywhere can come out of that and just really just, you know, if they want to really just transform their life and just, you know, take that mess that they are in and turn it into their message to help other people. So (laughs) you had mentioned prior to us recording that crooked illness it's moving on to i guess phase two or a yes. new chapter what what is what is that, that about yeah so it's going to be i'm going to be doing season two of the podcast so i'm going to be doing that um i believe it's going to be the let me see so um 
June. Okay. So the end of June. So the last week of June, I think will be the beginning of season two. So I'm, so basically everything is still going to stay the same, right? So everything that I talk about, the focus of the podcast, mental health, mindset, the interviews, the topics, all of that is going to stay the same, um, everything, right? So the only thing that's changing is the name. So I will be <laughs> announcing, yes, yeah, oh. so I will be announcing that because um, I actually, like, like I mentioned earlier. This is like a, like unofficial sneak preview then. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> yeah. So See, so this is, this is the, 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 the bonus you get listening. You get, you know, up-to-date news. Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't even announced, well, I did go on Instagram and, and talk about this a little bit. So I said, I'm yeah. going to be changing it, but I didn't say anything else. Right. So <laughs> I just let people know, I'm like, what do you guys think? You know, if I change the name, is that, you know, because I, the reason I really want to do it is because I love crooked illness. You know, I think it's, a, it's such a great, you know, what it stands for. Right. Because I feel like some, but the thing that I, um, was thinking about with the name is I actually got the name for my book. Right. So that was where, cause I remember I had the podcast and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I going to call this? You know? And it's so personal to me. It's so personal to my story and my life. And I feel like sometimes people don't always understand that. Right. So if you're just like, you know, looking for a podcast and you, you stumble upon crooked illness, you know, what is your first impression? Right. So I feel like sometimes your first impression might be, okay, so it says illness. So it might be, you know, something with, you know, mental health or like physical health or something, you know, but I feel like I want to just make it more clear, you know, a lot more clear. So when people see the name, they're like, oh, okay. So she talks about mental health and, you know, how that, how we can, you know, shift our mindsets to help with that. That's what it's about. So I love that, you know, the name, um, but I feel like, you know, just moving forward, I want it just to be more clear for people. So, you know, new people, right. So new people who are, who don't know about my show or don't know about me or don't know anything, you know, when they find it, they're like, oh, okay. You know, cause this is what it's about. Cause I feel like I get that way too. Like when you're searching for a podcast and you see a name and you, we all do that, right. We see a name and we read it and then we go, okay, you know, what does this mean? Or what is this about? And then, uh, we either engage with it and want to listen to it, or we just go, I'll move, I'll move on to another one, you know? So that's kind of, you know, pretty much the reason why I want to change the name is just to make it more clear, right. More yeah. um, clear on that. Cause I feel like, you know, I've loved it and it's just, it's, it's been so much fun um, because I, I didn't even think it would, I, I had no idea you know, what I was doing when, when I, when I launched this podcast, I did not, you know, I was by no means did not know. I just, I remember the very first episode. Um, if you guys, if you guys listen to my first episode, you can literally hear me. I was in the back backyard of my parents' house and you could hear the rocks like <laughs> yeah. as I'm talking, yeah. Yeah. I was recording yeah. it on my phone. So I was like, yeah. I was, I'm just gonna, you know, do an episode, you know, I'm going to record it. So I did it and I put it out. Um, I did not know anything about, you know, editing, nothing. I just, I just released it. And I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, no, one's probably going to listen to this. You know, I was like, people are probably going to like make fun of me. They're going to be like, what is she like? What is she doing? And it actually ended up turning into something that I am so grateful for. Like such an incredible community of people, you know, listeners, supporters, my guests, just these relationships. And that's what I really think is the best part of this is just, 
you know, being able to like cultivate new relationships and really get to know people and their stories and then feature that for other people to, to listen to and learn from. So it's really cool. Oh, absolutely. And, and on that point, how, how, how do you, what's your method of dealing with negativity? Because oh, okay. I've encountered a lot of negativity and, you know, just in the course of doing the podcast, because mm-hmm. I, and I alluded to this, you know, prior to recording is I, I definitely do seek out different perspectives, different uh, areas of advocacy, because at the end of the day, that's to me, what suicide prevention should be about, you know, being yeah. as supportive and letting people know the, the decision with them. And there there's tends to be, and, and again, this is something that I, I, there's no way for me not to sound naive when, when I say this, but there's, there is, there's often a lot of animosity and territorialism. Mm-hmm. And I wish that everyone who's, whatever your approach, whatever your, your, um, you know, you know, approach or, or perspective. Is that I, I wish that we could all be one big happy family. You know what I mean? Yes. I know that sounds naive, but yeah. I, still, I still sort of wish that because. No, I do. Yeah. I, I feel like I love that question because, you know, when you ask, you know, what is your take on dealing with negativity? I feel like for me now, you know, um, you know, if, if I guess like, are you at like, in terms of like the podcast, like people, you know, um, I guess like say, saying something negative about it. So what I do now is, you know, just with anything, right. So with anything in life, so like, you know, if anything, you know, happens where, you know, either I feel like I'm getting into a negative space, cause that, that definitely happens. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm the kind of person where I'm just, I'm happy all the time, you know, like whatever, that's, that's not, that's not real. Okay. Yeah. 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 So when I feel myself getting into that space, like say like, I'm like literally at a red light. Right. And it's been the red light's taking forever and forever and forever. And I'm just, and I tend to be, I'm pretty, I used to be very impatient and I feel like I've worked on it a lot, but I still have that in me. Right. So I feel like I need, I just like talk to myself. Right. So I like, I say, okay, like, why am I getting like this? You know, why am I getting so upset? Why am I getting so sad by this? Or, and I really just reflect on that instead of just going like, boom, like, let me just Mm -hmm. like lash out and like, yell at someone and all things like that, because I feel like, you know, after, at least for me, you know, when I used to be like that, I used to be like that. I would get, you know, I would get very like easily agitated, like very easily upset. And I would just go directly to like, who can I yell at? Or like, you know, who can I blame for this? And I feel like doing that has actually hurt me more than, uh, me yelling at, someone else. Right. Because I'm putting myself in such a negative space where it actually would take me, you know, almost the entire day to like calm down from that. Cause I would get so upset and I would, you know, get so angry or so hurt by something. So now, you know, when, if someone does something right, or says something, um, you know, that is, I don't know, like you could say it's like mean or hurtful or rude or something. I just like to kind of, you know, think about it in the way that, you know, this person who's doing that, you know, that's their opinion, you know, that's their view. That's what they think. And I don't need to let it impact me. I don't need to let it, um, you know, ruin my day. I can just kind of, you know, 
you know, especially with messages, you know, sometimes I've, I've, I had like really mean messages on the internet from people. Um, I remember one of them actually was pretty, pretty crazy to me. Cause I, I remember there was an account and it was, you know, one of those accounts with like no profile picture and yeah. like, just like complete troll, like spam. So I checked one of my messages one time and this person was like, um, just, just like, you know, you should kill yourself, you know, oh, who do you, just, no, really like, was like, who do you think you are? You know, you have like all these mental problems and you think you can like have a podcast and like, this is like, you're so stupid, like blah, blah, just like a long paragraph. And it was like, and I would read it and I would, and for a second, I would be like, wow, like that's really mean. Like I, and I, and now, now I have empathy for people like that because, I think about it and I'm like, what could possibly going be going on in this person's life for them to be so angry yeah. at someone else for like, go kill yourself. Cause when I hear stuff like that, you know, because just from, from me, you know, I would never do that because you don't know. I don't think every, I don't think people really understand the power that their words have. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is so, yeah. so true. So you don't know, you don't know if you, and especially on social media too, like there's, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like if you'll see people post a photo and then in the comments, people will be like, you know, you're fat or, you know, like you're, you're ugly or something. And I feel like, you know, why would you want to make somebody like, what is the point in saying that? Because obviously the point in saying that is to hurt that person. You know, you're not saying you're ugly or you're fat to make them feel good. You know, you're yeah, trying yeah. to bring them down. So I feel like, you know, doing that is just, it's not, it's just, it's not okay because you don't know if that person on the other side of that picture is, is really struggling with something. You don't yeah, know. Their, you don't abs- know. Absolutely. So, and, and that's absolutely. And that's why I, I've always been consistently, but you know, both off mic as well as on the podcast, very, very consistent about supporting people wherever they may be you know not not you know playing favorites so to speak but just being supportive if someone's going through a hard time if they're you know whatever they've got going on just to you know be kind you know more or less you know cut cut them some slack and just be you know considerate of that because and as it relates to you know depression and bipolar um the, the treatment and, and recovery won't look the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, what works for me won't work for you necessarily. It won't work for, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. the treatment and recovery. That's a very personal thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, a hundred percent. So that's, I love that because I feel like, you know, like, I like that you bring that up because, you know, when I feel like when we think about, at least for me, you know, when I was younger, when I would think about recovery, I always felt like it was never possible. I was like, there's not, cause I would think about it. You know, I would say, you know, well, there isn't a cure for bipolar. You know, there's a cure for other things, right? There's a cure for other, you know, physical illnesses, but there's no cure that here, take this and, or here's this thing and you'll be completely unaffected hundred percent better there's and that's how I would view it so I'd say wow like there's no cure so how so what is recovery like what am I supposed to do and I would just like thinking like that really just held me back because you know it really just kept me in this place where 
I did not think that I could do that. I didn't think I could recover. So, and I feel like, you know, of of course, like for everybody, right. So like for me, right. So recovery for me is going to be different than, um, like Sally over there who also has bipolar. Right. So the way that I do things and things that work for me won't always work exactly the same for her. It's different for everybody. Right. So I think, yeah. yeah, it's a personal, approach to things. And there's, there's so many things you can do and try and, you know, look into, you know, do research, read books, talk to people. There's so many things. And that's what I think is amazing is there really is just endless opportunities for growth, you know, so just completely endless opportunities. And I feel like when we start to look at recovery, like that is, is when the doors start to open to the possibility that I can actually recover and I can actually move forward instead of saying, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to reiterate and underscore what you said as far as the, the so many options and so many, and, and so much, so much to choose from, so yeah. many options to choose from. And I, I think that's, you know, cannot be repeated and emphasized enough that there are options and so many choices available. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, as we wind down, I, I did want to um, mention um, a, a few more resources also. I know that there is um, Mental Health America, mhanational.org. Uh, there's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. Um, now, how would people find out more about crooked illness and, and the work. Yeah. So of course, yes. Yeah, so you guys can find me, um, on Instagram. So at crooked illness is my Instagram. Um, also on Facebook, crooked illness, Apple podcast, crooked illness, Spotify, crooked illness. So pretty much all you got to do is go to Google and just type in crooked illness and it'll, t- it'll just pull up, you know, all the places that you can find me. I'm also on YouTube too. So I post um, the video versions of the episodes that I do. So I do video too, like we're doing and I'll post it on there. So yeah. So all you guys got to do, and then you can also email me as well. So I always love hearing from people, you know, what is, what are your thoughts on the episode? Like, what did you, you know, take away from this or like, what did you like about it? So feel free to email me. You guys can email me at it's crooked illness at gmail.com. And I always read my emails. I always respond to everyone. So (laughs) that's the places you can find me. Oh, good deal. Good deal. Well, lots of good info uh, today. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This was awesome. Thank you so much okay. for having me on. Okay. Um, thank you, those of you at home or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone, and uh, talk to you next time. Uh, bye.